1: Here's your host, Greg Peterson.
0: Today on the Urban Farm Podcast, we have Cecilia Haviland of Balcony Buddies to talk about her experience with do-it-yourself vertical gardening on a budget. In 1992, John and Cecilia moved to a flat in suburban area of Southern California where there was no space to grow a garden. Prior to that, they had lived in rural areas where they had some acreage to grow a good-sized garden. John began to experiment with the container gardening concept on the front porch balcony, and it eventually became Balcony Buddies Vertical Growing System. And you can find more information about them at B A L C O N Y b-u-d-e-z-e dot com that's balcony buddies so welcome to the show today cecilia
2: hi greg thank you very much for inviting us
0: absolutely and thank you for being here so i shared a bit about you can you fill in the blanks for us and share more about the path you took to get where you're at now
2: well absolutely we've always well my husband he's (laughs) really the the designer and the grower he has been gardening forever since the victory garden in World War II when he was a little boy. And
0: wow. goes way back, cool.
2: It goes way back. And so, for all those years, we have had a, a lovely little garden wherever we lived. Uh-huh. And so, when we finally wound up in San Marcos, California. Uh, in a flat above a horse barn. We had no room to grow, Uh and John began to figure out how we could grow vertically, and he was probably one of the very first people to do that. And so he began playing around with uh, galvanized chain-link fencing parts Uh and built this rack, and then the cylinders... That fit in the rack. Mm-hmm. And we had all kinds of ways to try and put it together. Some worked and some didn't. And then our friends got involved and we'd put some in other people's yards. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. Yeah. And so everybody had an idea to add to the design. And like I said, a lot of them worked and a lot of them didn't. So it took quite a few years, I'd say. Well, we've been at it almost about 25 years, I wow. guess. So that it has finally been refined. Mm-hmm. We have moved. We're now living high in the Rocky Mountains in a totally different growing uh, zone. Right. <laughs> and, and so the system finally became refined so that it's just like a set of Tinker Toys or Legos. The same parts can be put together in different configurations to fit in different spaces, and we realized we had something that would work either on the 34th floor of a condo balcony Uh or in a large commercial greenhouse where Mm -hmm. we've had them. So they can be a great big system or a very small one, and it all uses the same parts.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. So... This is a vertical growing system, right?
2: Yes. The idea is that we have um, racks made of the galvanized fencing parts, Uh and the taller racks, you can put more cylinders. You can fit more growing cylinders in them, Mm -hmm. and it goes up. So the side rails uh, on the basic unit will hold two, And then you can continue making the side rails taller, and Uh all the other parts are the same. They're smaller. And you can continue to fit in more and more cylinders. You can attach a a trellis.
0: Oh, interesting. If
2: you like. You (laughs) can take the basic rack, which Mm -hmm. leans up against the wall like a lean-to, or you can put it together and turn it into an A-frame, so you can grow on both sides.
0: Oh, interesting! All right, so I'm sitting. I have the pleasure of looking f- at some pictures that you sent uh-huh. over to us, which are fascinating. I'm, I'm. This is like way cool. But the person driving, one of you know, our listener driving down the street, can't see the picture of it. C- can you paint a picture of what this looks like? And sure, yeah.
2: there are two basic side rails. Uh, made from galvanized fencing, mm-hmm. like you would find on a fence post, the fence post, in other words.
0: Oh, right. Okay, good.
2: And it's cut to size, Uh-huh. and uh, then it is connected, so you have two of those, and then it's connected like a ladder with the smaller part. Oh. And then that ladder has these little arms that stick out that hold, this growing cylinder, and the growing cylinder is made of steel garden Uh fence mesh, and on the sides, to hold it together, Uh it's held together with a couple of those saucers that you
0: get under uh, plastic pots. Oh my gosh, this is, I got to tell you, as you're explaining it, I'm looking at the pictures and it's like... Oh yeah, that's what that is.
2: Yeah. You guys have been and really
0: creative on this one.
2: Absolutely. And you know, everything you can buy, you just go to one of the big box stores, Lowe's uh-huh. or something like that, and all the parts are there. Wow. So the the end caps, which are those saucers uh-huh. under a plastic pot, they kind of they hold the cylinder together. Right. And and then it is lined with uh, kind of a weed fabric, the black.
0: Oh yeah, that's what I'm seeing. Yeah. Uh huh. Perfect.
2: And so then you put in your growing medium, and what's really nice about it is that if you have, you know, put together good soil, uh huh, with the right ingredients for wherever you live, and uh-huh. they vary slightly. But if you have enough perlite and so forth in it, mm-hmm. uh, you don't have to water it very often. It All holds right. moisture quite well, unless you're in the, the desert, maybe, or or a very windy area. But um, in, in most cases, you know, we'll water in the morning, because we're at 7,500 feet and the oh, sun yeah. is fierce. <clears throat> so we'll water in the morning and then water in the late afternoon, but what is terrific is that the the drainage is so good. Oh, I'll bet. So, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, you're you're never going to to have wet feet or anything like that. The the soil is kept just at the right moisture and you get air pruning that is to say your roots grow everywhere. Oh, right. Exactly. Rather than like in a pot where they kind of get long and stringy and go in a circle.
0: Yeah. So this is three. Di- this is three dimensional growing. You're, you're. Yeah. Yeah. You're stacking stuff. The, so rather than we're just we're
2: stacking them. And like I say, you can take one of those ladder-like racks uh-huh. and make an A-frame out of it by joining two of them uh-huh.
1: together. yeah.
2: And then just using your little wrench, <laughs> the same wrench. I mean, the tools needed are anybody has them in their kitchen drawer. Uh huh. You know, because it's basically a wrench, and and there's some bolts, and you know, some needle nose pliers, and
1: mm-hmm.
2: and the only real problem involved is to make sure, because when you're making the cylinders, that wire will snap back.
1: Oh into, yeah, that
2: wire mesh, <laughs> you know. so yep. You gotta make sure you uh, wear safety glasses,
0: gla- so it yeah, doesn't glasses, jump back gloves. and bite yeah.
2: you. So I. Other than that. <laughs> Um, it's very easy to put together.
0: Uh uh-huh. I'm, I'm looking and at. I'm anybody looking. Anybody can do it. I'm looking at what you're calling the two-tier frame structure with a trellis added. So this is uh-huh. a. This is one of the structures that you were talking about, like a ladder structure. It's about three feet tall, and it right. looks and it looks like it holds two of these cylinders. And these cylinders are what, maybe three feet wide each. Uh,
2: actually, yeah, they're are they're, uh, they're. I believe they're. T- Actually, a little
0: under three feet. A little under three feet, and then what yeah, you—if
2: they get too wide, then it gets too heavy and it sags.
0: Oh yeah, and then and then so what it, you've done? What you've done with this trellis added is you actually put a T on top of it that so it extends. Yeah. It extends that by maybe another four feet. Uh huh. And then from that, it looks like you're hanging a trellis of some kind.
2: Yes, it's the same uh steel vinyl-covered steel mesh uh-huh. sensing material that you make the cylinders out of. Wow. You just make a, a you know flat piece that's that's attached to the pipe that mm-hmm. goes up, mm-hmm. and um, and attach it. There's like a T-bar at the top, and you attach it to that, and you have a nice big trellis. Wow.
0: You know, this is why I like doing these interviews, just because I get to meet some of the most incredible people doing just fun stuff in the world. So (laughs) thank you so much for being here. This is great so far. So do do you manufacture these systems and sell the parts?
2: No, we don't. We looked into doing that, and we discovered that by the time we got all the parts together and we'd put them in a box to ship them, Mm -hmm. that it became very heavy and the shipping became very expensive. Mm -hmm. And so we're going, well, why do that? Let's just give people the information on how to build it. They can get in their car and hop on over to... You know, one of the big box stores or a fencing supply place, and they cut the pieces right to your order. If you get one of our little, yeah, if you if you get uh, one of our our books that it gives you the step by step instructions on how to put it together. Mm -hmm. You just take the book and and all the parts are there, and the guys will get you the parts and cut the tubing. One twenty one-foot-long cube, uh-huh. which is the way that galvanized fencing comes, uh, 120 121-foot one tube will make one of those entire units.
1: Oh, wow.
2: So they just cut the pieces yep. to, to how many inches you want and or how many feet for the sides,
1: uh-huh.
2: and bingo bongo, you just take <laughs> it home and put it together with your little crescent wrench and your pliers and and you know you're good to go
0: yeah cecilia said it here guys bingo bongo and it's there (laughs) love it so are these expensive to build
2: no they're not you know everything that i have seen on the web that that i look at that people are doing vertical gardening i've Uh never seen anything that you buy that it's at the minimum of a hundred bucks
0: oh yeah you and a hundred bucks is cheap.
2: And hundred bucks is cheap. It, yeah. You can build that basic two two cylinder unit for under forty dollars. Wow! So it's it's very inexpensive, and um, as far as the growing medium, if you're stuck up there on that thirty fourth floor. Uh-huh. You're not going to be lugging all kinds of big bales of stuff up to your balcony. Right. <laughs> and or, in or, that or maybe case, you
0: are if you're committed to growing food.
2: <laughs> well, this is true, but it would be kind of hard to get it up there. Yeah. It, it, we only grow organically, but I'm fully aware that some people just might want to go to the store and buy some commercial product. Uh-huh. If they have just a, a very small unit, and they and they have a you know tiny little space, and for them it's almost you know not worth doing all the mixing and the. But if you have a yard and you have a room and uh-huh. you have your composter and your your worms <laughs> and all those wonderful things, you know then you can make quite an involved system. Right and. We've seen them where they've taken, like, for example, two to even four A-frames and put them in the center oh, so they radiate yeah. out Yep, with trellises with tre- on the top of mm-hmm. each one, and all kinds, you can just grow a fantastic amount of food, and it doesn't take up a lot of space like right. if you put it in the ground.
0: So I'm I'm looking at some of these pictures, and it looks like it's on a on a probably a south facing patio, and yes. there seems to be an extreme amount of food growing in these things.
2: Yes. Oh, we have way more than we can uh-huh. than we can eat ourselves when it all comes in all at once. Uh-huh. And and I'm not the best canner in the world, believe it or not. My husband's much better at it than I am. <laughs> but um, but we have lots of veggies to share
1: uh-huh. and
2: strawberries and you name it. We we grow all kinds of things that grow well up here at seventy five hundred feet. Oh, nice. And so we share with our neighbors.
1: Mm-hmm. Perfect. It
2: grows much more than we used to grow when we had raised beds on yeah. the ground.
0: Yeah. Well that's and that's the vertical piece of it.
2: That's uh-huh. the
0: vertical piece of it. Okay, good. So I'm interested I want to know how do if you don't sell the parts, what do you sell? How can I find out about this?
2: Well, we actually have a couple of eBooks mm-hmm. on Amazon.com. These books, the first one, uh, explains how to put the the parts together, how uh-huh. to build it, and that is Balcony Buddies: Botanical Bounty on a Budget. Mm-hmm. And then our second book, we just published this year. Congratulations, by the way. Yeah, it's called Bountiful Harvest
0: with your Balcony
2: Buddies Vertical Growing System. And that gives growing tips on how to optimize your growing experience with the system. And, And that's, you know, we get involved with Oh gosh! How to make compost tea, and how right. to do this, and how to do oh, that. Nice. How I... to uh, how to time, how to find references and places that you can go where you put in your um, your zip code, and they'll tell you exactly what day to plant what vegetable. There's some wonderful resources out there, so we did a lot of research and and we put those links in the book. Wow. So if uh, when you read the basic things and then let's say that you live in an area that's very humid and uh-huh. has a different uh, set of problems, you can go right there and find out what zone and you know what zone you're in and, mm-hmm. and when to plant your oh, your nice. crop and Wow. And how to build the appropriate uh, growing medium for it and so you know what how all about companion planting and protecting your your cylinders from mm-hmm. insect pests right. and that sort of thing
0: well, and the, pr- Even the
2: pr- animal pests which we have to deal with
0: I'm sorry what kind
2: critters like oh, raccoons yeah. And, yeah. and deer
0: <laughs> yeah exactly so and the price is is quite reasonable
2: yeah it is uh each one of the books uh-huh. if you get them on amazon.com at the kindle bookstore they're only four dollars and 99
0: cents i know wow
2: yeah How cool so you is can Our whole idea is that we really want to get this information out because we can see how useful it is. Yeah. We we have a community garden here in town, and Mm -hmm. we put some up in the community garden to see how how well it would do in that, uh, you know, that environment. Uh And it was wonderful because you can grow so much more than you can in the raised bed on the ground. Yeah. And so we thought, gee, this could help feed people all over the world. Yes. Imagine being in some back street in Calcutta, you can still get galvanized fencing parts. Yeah, exactly. And people can, you know, grow their gardens, uh, schools, kids in schools.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And you know, because it's so economical, uh, probably could have a really good learning experience mm-hmm. besides just people in their own yard. So we're really interested in spreading the word uh-huh. and and getting people to to build these guys and, and uh-huh. enjoy nice all that good food.
0: Nice, yeah. And like I said, the pictures are amazing. So um, oh, well, great. And I'm sure I'm sure they'll be on your website. Oh yes. So the web the
2: website has a lot of the photos and it has links to where how you can get the book. Uh huh. And what we're working on now Tell is me. trying to get uh, the two books that are as ebooks right now, mm-hmm. we want to get them printed as a print book because uh, the ebooks are, you know, they limit your file size. Oh, yes. So with a printed book and marrying the two books together, you mm-hmm. get everything in one and you get a lot more really beautiful photography that shows you so much more about uh, illustrating what to do and how you know, what the bad bugs look like (laughs) and all of that sort of thing.
0: So I got a couple more questions and I'm going to shift on you. Does your system fit into uh, like a permaculture model? Can you say something about that?
2: Yes, it it really does. Um, One of the things that we discovered is that You know, we've been doing it for so long that the term permaculture really hadn't even come about yet, but we find now when we, you know, kind of learned about it and Mm -hmm. and became involved with it, we found, wow, in so many ways this does. It is a very simple economical Uh design that is reusable and doesn't Mm -hmm. leave behind any waste. There's no way we we were we're using racks that are 25 years old, some of the early wow. models, and it's excellent for for use in in very marginalized or small spaces.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And of course, it it gives you the flexibility. Like I said, we use organic methods to grow in. Yeah. And we utilize all the companion planting because it's so pretty when <laughs> you have your yeah. your companion flowers like nasturtiums and varigolds and things like that protecting the vegetables. And the whole thing is just this riot of color. It's beautiful.
0: Wow, nice.
2: We use companion planting and, and natural forms of pest control and and we try and... Use plants that grow well together so there's mm-hmm. a complete diversity yeah. of species. Perfect. And they're all in there together.
0: Fantastic. So I'm gonna shift on you here. We're gonna go a little bit different direction. And I wanna I wanna talk about a time you failed, how you overcame that failure, and what you might have learned from it.
2: <laughs> well we've had Many failures (laughs) along the way as we were designing the units. I mean, we tried to hang the (laughs) cylinders from chains, and that
0: didn't work. Oh, my gosh, yeah.
2: Yeah, we we just tried all kinds of stuff. But I think the most recent failures have had to do with battling Mr. Raccoon.
0: Oh, yes.
2: (laughs) He is just, I mean, we put fencing up, we, we... just have tried every trick in the book. Uh, We were reading about, oh, soak some old socks in vinegar and then put that around and and do this and do that, and nothing, absolutely nothing worked. Uh Mr. Raccoon can just get through anywhere, and he has the gall to come to my bedroom window and (laughs) and stick his nose up to the window and look at me.
1: while he's in
2: there picking my strawberries. Right. So we finally had to resort to a mild shock with one of those electric fence wires. Oh,
0: good. Right.
2: That goes, (laughs) because we have, now we have a big... kind of fence around the whole growing area. Uh It's part of a balcony, well, on our deck, you know, a fence around the deck, what do you call it, so you don't fall off. (laughs) Anyway, and then underneath it, in the gap between the the webbing and the, the deck itself, we have this little wire. And so far, it has discouraged the raccoon, they they recommend in our area, you know, to trap him and capture him and take him oh several my gosh. miles away. Yeah, that's not well, going to work. That's not going to work, and it's very dangerous because those raccoons can, I mean, they can turn on you so quickly. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, you, other people will come by and say, well, just shoot him. But, no. you know, that's not a good idea either yeah, because exactly. there are, there are um, regulations and laws against that. Yep. Yeah. So we've uh, we have settled now on giving him a mild shock, and uh, so far so good.
0: How how long has it been? That's been
2: our worst failure because he'll totally ruin your oh, crop. Oh,
0: that is the case. How long has it been with the electric fence?
2: We put it on towards the last half of summer, uh, oh. of last
0: season. All right, and of good. course, this
2: yeah, and it and, and it worked immediately. But uh, this year we'll have it up again, of course, and yep. we'll see long term if he doesn't figure out a way to get around it.
0: <laughs> so. Well, but, you know, they, they can get smart. So,
2: oh, this raccoon is just—he's <laughs> a little genius.
0: Yeah. So, what do you consider your biggest success?
2: Well, I think actually our biggest success has been the elegance and the refinement that John has finally achieved with the design of the system it just works so well.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And that has been uh like I say it took many years to get there but he has he has finally gotten to the point where it it just it works we haven't had anybody uh, complain that that they didn't grow great mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Cool. So I think that's been our greatest success. Perhaps, and now as we're continuing, because he's always tinkering with it, we're working towards uh, designing an automatic watering
0: system Oh, for yes. It. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, yeah so it.
2: that way you can go on vacation and it's on a timer.
0: Uh-huh. So what drives you? What's your big why with all of this?
2: Well, basically, <laughs> we just see the need for people to, and in all places, I mean, there are a lot of places like Africa where people are desperate for good food, but even right here, gosh, I was just in the, at the gas station the other day in a town that's near us, and I sat there for a while waiting for Someone and I'm watching all of the people coming in and out of the, mm-hmm,
1: the store mm-hmm.
2: there in the gas station with their big gulps and yep. they're just these enormous people, just enormous people, children and adults, mm-hmm. and you know that they don't eat a healthy thing in their entire lives. Yeah, you're just watching the sugar. <laughs> you yeah. Know? yeah, and it, if when you grow. It gives such joy to actually see something start as a seed or a uh-huh. seedling and then pick your, your your squash or your tomatoes or whatever and eat them in the salad and they taste so much better than that plastic stuff at the grocery <laughs> store. Yeah, no kidding. And then, of course, you know how it was grown and where it came from, mm-hmm. which you don't know when you just go buy something in the store. Yeah. So I'm, I don't know, we're just kind of trying to spread the word about how great it can be to have good food.
0: Yeah. So I'm all about education, and I have to know what one book has been most influential for you in this process.
2: Well, many years ago, being as John designed this, what truly inspired him was a book called Utopia or Oblivion by a gentleman called R. Buckminster, Buckminster. Fuller. yeah. Wow. And we actually had the uh, wonderful opportunity to meet Bucky Fuller.
0: Wow, that's amazing.
2: Yeah. How cool is yeah. that? So- and it w- really turned John's life around. He had been in, uh, well, when we first met, he had been designing and working on race cars huh, and indie cars and things like that he was on the cruise and and after meeting bucky fuller his design ideas just completely changed hmm. and so here we are x years later growing things instead i'm yeah,
0: no kidding uh Buck Mr. fuller he was an architect it says Uh, Richard Buckminster, or Bucky Fuller, was an American architect, systems theorist, author, designer, and inventor. Published Uh more than 30 books, coining popularized terms such as spaceship earth, uh, you familiarization, and synergetic. Oh my gosh, big words. (laughs) He was with (laughs) us until uh, 1983. Uh Wow. So tell us about the book. What was it about the book, do you suppose, that uh, shifted?
2: Well, it was, again, he he was the fellow that popularized the geodesic dome.
0: Oh, yes, of course.
2: And there you put together this very strong structure, and it could also be a very lightweight structure, Mm But it was just like these Balcony Buddies in the sense that it utilized all the same parts. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so John began to see things like Fuller as systems. Mm-hmm. And systems based on nature. Mm-hmm. Natural design. Yeah. And that was something that, did, that Bucky Fuller was... Promoting very much at the time. Yeah. there were some other architects out there that that we uh, knew and happened to meet. Uh, and at, at that time, John was invited to teach uh, at Cal Arts in California. Uh-huh. But rather than do that, he began to experiment, and we we met some of these other architects. And they were doing some wild and spacey things. Uh, One fellow was building things with concrete that looked like uh, something that you'd find in The Hobbit. (laughs) (laughs) You know, very interesting looking things, Mm -hmm. but they were very designy, but they weren't very... Uh, systems oriented like Bucky Fuller was. Uh The elegance of his design was that he noticed how things grow in nature Uh and then made them like the geodesic dome.
0: Amazing, isn't it?
2: So that's kind of what inspired John.
0: Fantastic. So what one final piece of advice would you have for our listeners?
2: Well... I would say that when you are growing in a balcony buddy system, that perhaps you should pay very much attention to building and putting your racks up to build yourselves a good microclimate.
0: Hmm. All right. So um, hold on, hold on here. You have to uh, you have to explain what you mean by microclimate, so everybody knows. Yeah.
2: Well, Like, if you put your racks like we have them in a south-facing area Uh that is sheltered from the heavy winds, we're right on the shore of a lake. I mean, literally, our house is almost like a houseboat because we're right close to the water, and those winds can really whip up on the lake, so... The uh, racks are right up against the wall, and the wall is kind of a dark wood. Mm-hmm. So in the early spring and later in the fall, we mm-hmm. can extend our growing season because the heat from the floor of the deck and the back of yep. the wall and the sh- and the fact that it's somewhat shielded from the wind um, gives us a good microclimate. microclimate. It's always warmer there than yep. it is even in the dead of winter, you can go out on our back deck and sit in a chair and, and be warm. Rather than if you go on the north side of our house, you know it's, right, good it's pretty, twenty
0: degrees pretty, cooler. Exactly, pretty dang cool.
2: So, uh, built, finding the good place to put your racks, uh-huh. and then utilizing um, the best materials to build, uh, you know, to to mix a, an excellent growing medium
1: mm-hmm.
2: and that's the best advice I could give huh. oh and also following your planting calendar for oh, yeah. t- because it's it's hard you can try and grow into the fall putting you know some people put plastic over their plants mm-hmm. to avoid the frost uh, we've tried all kinds of different things. In fact, in the book, we give some advice if you if you just have to do that, but it works better if you're using the right materials mm-hmm. in the right microclimate.
0: Perfect, and that's that could be said for pretty much every garden.
2: Yeah, <laughs> build healthy absolutely.
0: soil, pick your uh, pick your microclimate, and yeah, fantastic. Yep. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the show and sharing your experience with us today, Cecilia. It's been a treat chatting with you.
2: Well, thank you so much. And um, it's been our pleasure to be on it. We, we hope uh, folks out there get, a, get the idea of having a bit of an adventure and (laughs) and building some of these and see how they work
0: for themselves. Nice. They look like a lot of fun to build, that's for sure. They
2: are fun. I think that's why we've been at it for so long.
0: Yeah. How can our listeners get a hold of you?
2: Well, they can reach us on our website at balconybuddies.com.
0: You'll need to spell that.
2: Yeah, and it's spelled... Uh, the second word, balcony buddies, it's all one word, B U D E Z E. Perfect. Buddies. It's kind of a little word play. Yep. And we have an email at Balcony Buddies at CenturyLink, which is C E N T U R Y L I N K
0: dot net. Perfect. Well, that's it for today. Thanks for joining us on the Urban Farm Podcast.